to hashtag SM Life. This is Nydia Flores and I'll be your host for today. This interview will be different from the rest of the series because I'll actually be interviewing Morgan for today. Many of you have reached out to her because of the series, asking her questions about her own career and for advice on things each of you are going through in your careers right now. So she reached out to me to help her answer all of these questions. Stay tuned everyone, it's gonna be a good one. Hello everyone! Give a round of applause to Morgan Siopanski. <laughs> Woo! She's sitting right across me. She looks so radiant today. How are you, Morgan? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking me to interview you. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Morgan and I have worked together for various projects together. And um, apart from being a good friend of mine, she's also become my mentor and whenever I have a question or I have to vent or I'm curious about something, Morgan is my boo, the person I go to. I, I really trust her. Um, so thank you for being here, Morgan. Yeah, this is so weird being on the other side of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm a little bit nervous, but also I'm excited to be here with you, Nydia. Morgan's always welcoming different people to the podcast, asking them amazing questions about their careers, but today it is her turn. Many of you have been wondering about her career and what she's done, and guys, she's done it all. She's done opera, she's done regional theater, immersive experiences, corporate events, parades. She's equity and agma, you name it, she's probably done it. She's that awesome, y'all. <laughs> so Morgan. She's giggling because she's nervous. I'm blushing over here. <laughs> I can hype a homie up. So the first question I want to ask you is, how did you get into stage management and how did you know that was the thing you wanted to do as a career? That's a great first question. <laughs> Good job, Nydia. Thank you. We did like kick it off strong. <laughs> uh, okay, so the first show that I ever stage managed was in college. Mm -hmm. I was an actor originally, and then I was kind of like, actually, I don't think this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And so I walked into the production office one fine day. It was like halfway through my junior year of undergrad, and the production manager was Meredith Greenberg, who we interviewed in an earlier episode. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hi, my name's Morgan. I'm an acting major, but I don't want to do that anymore, and I'm going to graduate in a year, and I need to get a job, so what should I do? <laughs> and they were super nice. She was super nice, and as everybody in that office was. And they suggested I tried a few different things out, and ultimately I ended up stage managing the spring musical, which was She Loves Me. Mm. And, like, you know, I'm, like, such a romantic comedy buff. That's so perfect. Uh, like, You've Got Mail is one of my favorite things ever. So <laughs> She Loves Me is really just a musical version of that. So I died, right? I instantly was connected to what I was doing, and it was so much fun. It was a huge learning curve, uh, but I had so much fun doing it, and I was like, by the end of that process, I was kind of like, oh, I think this might be for me. I think this fits me. It feels right. And so then Meredith, who is the production stage manager for the big musical that happens at the Hollywood Bowl every summer. She kind of saw that I was like getting the feels for stage management 
<laughs> and she was like, I think it would be really fun if you came to PA for me at the bowl this summer. And I was like, say what? And I really didn't know about that show at the time mm-hmm. or like what she was talking about. I was so unaware. And I was casually like, oh my gosh, like to work at the Hollywood Bowl? That's amazing. I didn't even know you did that. I would love to do that. And then I suddenly realized, like when I started Googling, that it was like Nick Jonas and Drew Carey and Jerry Mitchell was directing it. And I just kind of died. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was oh like, how is this even my life right now? And then, and then we did the show, right? And so it was Hairspray the summer I did it. The Hollywood Bowl process is really a two-week show. Gig, Mm -hmm. it's 10 days. So we rehearse and we go through the whole show in a very quick timeline. And Mm -hmm. then we move to the bowl and we do some rehearsals on stage. We go back and forth a bit. And like in two weeks, you essentially put up an entire show and then you do it for three nights at the bowl. And for me, like it was really cool because there were all these celebrities and there were all these Broadway legends there. But then... I got to spend two weeks watching the people that are so impeccably good at their jobs do their jobs and love it while they were doing it, including Meredith. And I think that's what actually was, by the end of that process, I was like, yep, I'm a stage manager, it's done. (laughs) And there was all that surface level stuff, but actually I think it was like being a part of that process for two weeks and watching these amazing people be so passionate and be so good at what they were doing and loving their lives even after being in it for 20, 30 years. And I was like, that's what I want. I want to be so excited about something that I can't wait to go to work every day. And also, like, I think that's what stage management is for me. And then I really haven't looked back since I did that. Yeah, I think it's interesting you said how that's what stage management is for you. It brings you joy and it gives you this energy to work. And I think... That's so important because a lot of people go into a job and maybe don't realize that they don't ask themselves, does this bring me joy? Not to like Marie Kondo this conversation. Why not? Why not, right? (laughs) Um, But I think it's like the way that the whole trajectory of that, like you didn't know what you wanted to do. You knew acting maybe wasn't the thing. Um, And I really admire that you just went up to someone at school and you were like hey I need some guidance were you always confident enough to like ask for what you need because people like me sometimes are are like I'm like I don't know what I want and uh, I'm kind of so what what would your advice be to someone who maybe doesn't know what to do and they don't realize it like I mean I have no shame (laughs) first of all I mean no matter like when you talk to me and what you're talking to me about I'm like just do it (laughs) just do it it's gonna be fine um and I think that I have always kind of been that person um I can be really shy about a lot of things but definitely never about asking for help Mm -hmm. I think that I've always been someone that knows when to say I need help Mm-hmm. And I've always been someone that's willing to put my hand up in class or say, like, I don't know. I'm definitely have always been that. And so for me, it was kind of like acting isn't my jam. So, like, what else can I do? And then it was just about, like, asking anyone I could find until mm-hmm. I figured that out. And that's I mean, so even like even since figuring out that stage management has been for me, that's really been what I've done ever since. And like every time I don't know how to do something, I ask for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I just kind of 
look for the answers. And I think, like, that's the thing I would say to anybody else is, like, even if it's scary and even if you're hesitant and feel like, you know, you're really nervous about it, it's never going to hurt you to ask for help. It really won't. Like, you know, there are people that are judgy and there are people that are going to say, like, no, mm-hmm. or they're just going to, like, not answer your email or be or blow you off or whatever. But, like, those people are not your people. And there's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, finding your tribe and finding your support system is so real to me because mm-hmm. I feel like there are there are those negative people, but the majority of the world is so positive and so willing to help. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, ask for help and someone will reach out a hand. That's so great. Um, piggybacking off of that, how, as you you know, grew in your professional life. How did you build that network and how did you manage to like build your tribe? Uh, Well, I think I got really lucky with meeting Meredith right Mm. off the bat. I think like, you know, she's my number one homie forever (laughs) (laughs) in this regard. Um, But I think, I think, you know, she really taught me that. She Mm. taught me that it's not just about networking. It's not just about getting jobs. It's about building a community Mm -hmm. because that's what she has. She has this huge community and this huge support system and it's genuine. It's not surface. It's not fake. It's not like, I'm going to help you get a job so you can help me get a job, which is totally fine for those relationships because those are everywhere. Mm -hmm. But like she always had this amazing network and I was like that's what I want I want a community and also like when I first started out I was like I was just asking for help anyone and everyone I met I was like cool like this is what I want to do what should I do like you know what I mean it it wasn't necessarily like how can you help me it was like I want advice from you like what worked for you and like what should I be doing Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't about getting something it was about like how can I put forth energy to make this happen? Yeah. And I think there's just, like, genuine connections that came out of that. And, I mean, that's really been my whole career is, yes, there has been networking, but it's all been genuine. And, like, when I'm, you know, I did a lot of shadowing initially because I just, I started later in the game than a Mm -hmm. lot of other people I knew that were stage managing. And even to this day, like, (laughs) there are people that I meet in high school that are stage managing, (laughs) and they already know that's what they want to do. And I'd, like... That's amazing. I was never that person, right? (laughs) So, you know, I knew I was a little bit behind. So I was shadowing as much as I could. I was Mm -hmm. meeting people left and right. And I, you know, I think there's a natural relationship that comes out of meeting someone who's genuinely excited about something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, like, when people come to shadow me or they want to meet me for coffee or, like, whatever it is. When I meet someone and they're so passionate... I want to help them, right? Mm. I want to support that kind of energy, partially because that used to be me, and also partially mm. because, like, that's so amazing that you're passionate yeah. about that. Like, let's let's have more of that in the world. Now that you've risen in your career, how do you create that space for your team? So let's say you're hiring someone. and How do you build up your team to where you're preparing them for like future shows. Cause I know you've done that with me. So how do you create your tribe within a team? Like how do you get a team to work together and thrive in a show? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say like, I'm still rising. Yeah. <laughs> always baby girl. Like, always. I love you for saying risen. And like, I so appreciate that. But like, and I don't know, like I think till the day I die, I will be rising. Hashtag I humble. will be learning forever. And I'm totally comfortable and okay with that. 
I think you should always leave room for growth or yes. like else, you know, it's like hitting a wall, hitting the ceiling. Mm. Like what's the point? Yeah. Set some new goals. Try something new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I agree. But people don't think like that though. But I'm glad right. you think that way. It's so important. It's so important. Well, and you know, I mean, I think, I think you should speak to this question, like, when you've worked with me, not mm-hmm. necessarily for me, mm-hmm. but, like, with me on my teams, like, how do you think we built a community? Um, definitely, for sure, like, let's say when, like, there's things I've messed up on, like, you were very, like, hey, <clears throat> I'm not, this is how you should do it, I'm not mad at you. Um, let's just try to learn for it. Like you're definitely the kind that is always teaching and always learning. Cause we've, we've been in instances where we're like, girl, let's maybe, maybe you should try this or like, Hey, Nydia, you should maybe try this. And then we're both like, Oh, okay, cool. Like you definitely create that space to want to learn and want to teach. And, um, and I think that's great. Like not a lot of teams are like that. And I, so appreciate that you want everyone to thrive and that you push people to be their best. Um, so thank you. Yeah, girl. Well, and I think <laughs> I think what you just said is really important to mm-hmm. like flesh out a little bit. So right, like I don't think there's any should. Right, mm-hmm. there is the way that I would do it and the way that you would do it. And yes. like, if there's anything I can say, it's that like when I have a team, mm-hmm. my team is there to do the things that I can't do, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I need to run one room and they need to run another room, I'm trusting that they will go and do it. They don't have to do it the way I would do it. Mm-hmm. They just have to do it their way, right? So there's no like should do it this way. There's right. It's what you were kind of fleshing right. out a little bit. It's like. I think you should try it this way. And, you know, like, I'm so open to feedback, too. I think if you give feedback, you have to be willing to take feedback. And, like, you know, there have been so many times with you where I'm like, Nydia, like, what do you think about this? Yes. You know what I mean? Because it's a teamwork. There's a team Mm -hmm. dynamic. It needs to be equal footing. I think at the end of the day, we need to understand who gets to make the final decision on something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For sure. But outside of that, like, it's a support system both ways. And that's really how I look at my teams. That's look. How, that's how I look at hiring. That's the community and the energy I want to have. It shouldn't be any kind of like, you know, like that awkward hierarchy, seniority, yeah, like negative vibe thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't do that. And I don't want that. You know what I yeah. mean? When that happens, I try very hard to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there are, there are times and places where like, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. But like, ultimately the goal is to have a very equal footing conversational dynamic. Yeah. That's what I try for. Yeah. I think that's so great. Um, I wanted to ask you too. So ha- have there been any instances when you've run into that hierarchy maybe you were a PA maybe you were an ASM like how did you navigate that like stark hierarchy you know you're a PA like that kind of like stark okay well what I would say is I didn't navigate it well and that's why I am who I am today (laughs) (laughs) I think the negative experiences you have are ultimately what make Mm -hmm. you who you are and like I I hate when people say this to me even today, but like, I think it's, you know, perspective is important. Yeah. And I think it really speaks to who I am. Like everyone goes through some hard times Mm -hmm. and it's not fun, but like 
you are always better for having gone through them. Mm-hmm. Even if it's only because you've learned what you never want to experience again. True. Right? Mm. So for me, like, I think I didn't, I've had those situations where I've worked on a team and I, like, didn't fit in. I wasn't a part of the right clique or I didn't necessarily vibe well with the style of the other stage managers, Mm -hmm. regardless if I was a PA, ASM, or SM, and the team was hired for me. Like, whatever that is. Everyone's had those experiences, but, like... Mm. I know that I've left those experiences understanding what happened and being like, I never want that to happen again. Right. And I think like I have the team dynamics that I have and I aim to have a very neutral ground feedback both ways type of dynamic because mm-hmm. I've been in situations where it was one-sided and it did not feel conducive to the work environment. Right. And I, I mean, even now, like... I don't know that I would be able to handle those situations differently, mm-hmm. except maybe keep my mouth shut more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think you know I'm really bad with filtering. <laughs> yes. I'm because I'm 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 so honest. Yeah, and you're it's very just like, like this is what it is. This is who I am. Like you're yeah. gonna like me or you're not. Like I can't really change that. I've definitely become more confident. Yeah. In embracing the idea that not everyone's gonna like my flow, but. So, like, you know, there's a little bit of, like, I probably should have kept my mouth shut a lot more times, but also, like, I probably wouldn't have learned as much from that. True. You know? Yeah, that's a very interesting perspective because I think you really have to be secure in who you are, what your skills are, and how you communicate, and that's not a lot of skill that a lot of people have. So, how do you... Okay, we're in a situation where we're in a show, maybe everyone's not clicking how do you move past that to make the show work to put a unified front because at the end of the day like there's actors that need to go in there everyone still has to work together to make everything work so how do you push past that if you're maybe feeling insecure what's your advice for our people out there okay well I think that if you are the head of your team, Mm -hmm. the first thing you should do is have a closed door conversation, (laughs) which you know I love. (laughs) Have a closed door conversation with one or two or all or whatever, like whatever teammates you need to have that conversation with. Mm -hmm. I think like one-on-one tends to work better. There's no need to like do things in front of other people, but just like have a really real conversation. But also I think like to go into those conversations you need to be ready to hear things that you don't want to hear. You know what I mean? Like, feedback goes both ways. And I think that constructive conversations only happen when you're willing to think about things from the other person's point of view and go into the closed-door conversations with your walls down. Yes. Right? So, like... When I have those closed-door conversations, which, like, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's not like, you did this wrong, you messed up again, I hate you, you're the worst. Like, it's not about that. It's not even, like, this was the problem, it went really poorly, shame on you. Like, there's none of that. It's like, hey, this thing just happened, it's not going well, like, we need to change, we need to change the way that we're interacting moving forward, we're in the middle of tech, it's crazy, mm-hmm. you obviously are feeling unsupported, like, what can I do yeah. to make things better, right? You have to come from a place of I, and you have to come from, like, it, like, okay, so you have 
been giving me a lot of attitude, let's say, right? And I'm like really not feeling it. <laughs> so in a closer conversation, I'd be like, hey, I'm feeling a lot of attitude coming from you. Like, what's up? What's going on with you? What is there something that I'm doing that's causing you to react that way? Mm-hmm. Is there something that we need to talk about? How can I support you and make you feel comfortable? And also like, how can we move forward in a more positive way? Yeah. Right? It's constructive. It is giving you space to tell me whatever it is that you haven't felt like you've been able to tell me. Mm -hmm. And it is about moving forward. It's not about holding on to whatever the negativity is that's present. That's the goal. That is the goal, It's about moving forward. The train's already moving, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like you can just hold on (laughs) or you can get to the front of the train and make it go faster. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure, dude. Um, Yeah, I know I've definitely experienced those you know, moments, and either it's, I've worked with teams, and everything is, like, chill, it's good, it's going good, we finished the show, good job, and, um, I've definitely worked in other shows where it's just, like, I can't even say anything, because <laughs> I've been the PA, like, I did a, a show, you know, a random project I won't name, but, <laughs> where, like, you know, I, like, like semi-racist shit has been like said to me so as a PA slash ASM type that I am I sometimes feel very uncomfortable like what do I say like what do you do because it's such a you know and it depends from like team to team right so like I know that when I work with you like if something happens I'm like hey girl like this is hell no yeah like (laughs) you know like we we talk about different things and we talk it out and then we're like cool we move on but when you're working for like a more corporate place and stuff like that happens like what is your advice for someone like me who's maybe experiencing like a lot of negativity like semi-racist stuff or like sexist things how do you navigate that because you're in a weird position because you're you're a PA you want to work hard you want to learn but it what happens if it's being hindered by all this shit that shouldn't really be in the room? Okay, well, first of all, always speak up. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing is, like, tell somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's the person directly above you, tell somebody else. Tell your peer. Tell, mm-hmm. you know, the company manager. Tell the office PA. Tell somebody. Yeah. Um, if it's not your direct superior, that's the first person you tell. Yeah. And, I mean, I it's hard, right? Like, there's no right way to handle a situation. And, like, there are different degrees. Right. Right? So there are things that a person can work through or deal with. And there are things where there are times when someone should really just walk away. Right. So I think, you know, it's important to, like, start that conversation with whoever you're talking to and get some outside perspective on whatever is happening. Mm-hmm. And figure out what the next right step is for you, right? Like, I don't think there's a right answer to that, except Mm. that, like, you just have to be really true to who you are. And understand the positive things and the consequences that'll come out of every action you take. It's not good or bad. It's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think that, especially in recent years, there's been so much positive encouragement to speak out and Mm -hmm. advocate for yourself and not take things lying down and I love that and I'm all for that (laughs) um and I also have learned the hard way 
that advocating for yourself can be really great and it can also mean that you're never going to work for somebody ever again Mm -hmm. right and you can burn a bridge because like yes you might have stood up for yourself and you might have been heard and received whatever it is you're trying to fight for yeah whether it's a contract negotiation or someone honoring your contract Hmm. or treating you in a more positive way like whatever that is you might get that in that moment or on that show or that job but then they'll just they might just never hire you again and that really sucks. It sucks that you did exactly what you thought you were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And you just held everybody to the same standards that the world says we're going by. <laughs> and somehow that has caused you to lose out on something. Yeah. I think that's really messed up. But that is the reality of the <clears throat> world sometimes. And again, like I don't think that you should or shouldn't. I think you just have to really understand every point of view in a conversation before you move forward. And I think that I wish that's the thing that someone had explained to me. Mm. Right? Because all I heard for a really long time was like, advocate for yourself. Like, these are your rights. These yeah. are the things you deserve. And like, when you don't get treated a certain way, speak up, speak up. And I'm like, yes, I did that. And I also like, saw the negative parts of that. So I think like, that's really the key, right? Yeah. It's like, first of all, tell somebody, <clears throat> talk it out with them and like, really get an outside perspective and figure out whatever the next step is for you in whatever environment that is. And maybe that's quitting. Maybe that's causing a lot of problems for other people. Maybe it's saying nothing. Mm -hmm. And all of those are the right decision if they feel right for you. Yeah, I think that's such a great response because I know um, one of the biggest lessons I've learned from you and that we learned a couple of shows ago is sometimes the people we work with are, you know, our contracts aren't being honored. A lot of things aren't happening that we think are supposed to happen. And um, one of the important things I learned is that, yes, this is really, you know, not the, the work environment is not great, but you also have the power of saying, I don't have to work for you again. Like they might not want to work with you, but it's okay. Cause I don't want to work with you either. And that's okay. And I think that's a very hard lesson to learn because as stage managers, we want to network, we want to expand, you know, our skills and all that, you know, good stuff. But I think it's very good to know for stage managers out there that, you know, it's okay to have limits. It's okay to set your boundaries. And if you burn bridges on occasion, like that's okay too, because it goes both ways, not, you know, yeah. Well, I think that's right. That's exactly right right? You have to, it's a choice to give the power away and it's a choice to take it back. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really what I was not so directly saying. Yeah. Right. Is that like, you can choose to think of it like they're not going to hire me again. They're not going to like me. They might be reactive to me speaking up about something I don't feel comfortable with. And that really sucks, right? It makes you feel very powerless. Or you can think of it like, if I speak up, they're not going to like it, but I'm, I want to speak up. So that's my choice. So I'm going to own whatever comes next because mm-hmm. it is not worth staying in this situation. Right. Or like, you know what? They're not honoring my contract. They're saying that they're going to pay me half of what they're going to pay me for the next three weeks. But I know that I need something for the next three weeks to pay my rent on time. Yeah. And it's really shitty of them to not pay me what they agreed to pay me. But I also know that if I speak up, they're just going to give me an end of date sooner than, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to actually make less money that way. And so maybe for me in this moment, 
the best thing for me is to keep my mouth shut, Mm -hmm. take this half-assed money for the next three weeks, and then never work for them ever again. Yeah. Right? And let that be my choice. Yeah. And if I ever get back into a situation with them where I'm working for them, that's a choice, too, to know exactly what I'm agreeing to, knowing who they are, and I'm in that situation again. And that's okay if you if you want to be in that situation again, regardless of what it is. <laughs> that's okay, too. It's about owning your choices. Own your life. Mm-hmm. Own the things that you are doing. And I think that anytime anyone is unhappy or feeling out of place... Mm-hmm. It is a choice. Everything in life is a choice. It's a choice where you live. It's a choice who you work for. It's a choice what friends you have and how you spend your time. It is a choice to live in New York or to live in Los Angeles. It's a choice to work in theater or work in opera. And I think at any point, anyone can reroute. Yeah. But you have to do that for yourself. No one's going to do it for you. Right. I mean, but you know, I've given, I've said that to you many times. So many times. <laughs> I was like, Morgan, I don't know what to do. She's like, okay, well, your, your life is not over. Like, assess and then move on from there. So, uh, to, <laughs> I'm like, what do you want to do? What do you actually want to do? And then I'm like, do? great, let's figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. baby PA shoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, let's say we're sitting down for coffee and I'm like, Morgan, like, I really just want to be in CTG one day. I really just want to, you know, call a musical one day. So let's say we just had our coffee date and I'm like, cool, Morgan just connected me to someone to CTG. The next step is I get there and I'm kind of nervous, and I don't know how to act. What questions do I ask? What do I do? What questions do I ask? Like if, because I know my person's saying this to be like, just nod and say yes, but what? Wait, okay, so let's talk about that. Oh God. Just nod and say yes. Be like, yes to what? Nod at what? I don't, oh, I'm trapped. Oh, like (laughs) when I've done it, like I'm, I've experienced it both ways, right? So mm-hmm. I, when I've gone to Shadow, I'm just like so amazed to be there and I'm, I let the stage manager tell me things and then I ask questions from there, right? But then I've also been in situations where there's people shadowing me and like no questions are asked and it's very awkward and I'm like, am I giving you information that I, they know, that you don't know? And I've also gotten shadows that think they know it all and I'm like, mm. <laughs> But the thing is, it's like sometimes people shadow and they don't realize like, oh, I can potentially hire you one day. So how do you market yourself in that situation? What kind of questions do you want? Okay, Not do you want, but like, can I ask genuinely what I'm curious about? Like that costume change, how does that costume change happen? Yo, think about the perspective that you just, like, provided for yourself <laughs> in that conversation with yourself. <laughs> like, think about it. You are the perfect person to answer this question. Okay, so, like, you shadowed people and you, like, had your feelings and you were, like, uncomfortable or awkward and you, like, mm. prepared yourself. You had questions but you weren't, you were shy or whatever in that moment mm. and you weren't sure, like, when to initiate a conversation. 
when to not. Like, I know when I shadowed a stage manager and they were calling a show, I'm like, when can I bother you? Like, when are you busy? I don't know. So I'm going to let you start and then I'll, like, jump in. But, like, then being on the other side of it, when you are the one that someone is shadowing, you feel awkward when they don't talk to you. Yeah. And it's a little, like... And especially if they're cocky or they're trying to show you, like, that they like they think that they're above yeah. it or whatever. And you're like, why are you here, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, you clearly think you know what's up. So, like, why are you trying to learn from me? Like, you clearly yeah. just want my job. So, like, that's awkward in a bunch of different ways. <laughs> right? But, so, like, knowing all of that, like, what do you wish mm-hmm. someone shadowing you would do? I... I guess I'm open to all questions, because, um, thanks to you, <laughs> um, I was able to shadow Wicked, and... Oh, I, yeah, with Laura. With Laura. Yeah, Laura, Laura Powell. There, but Laura hooked it up, because she's beautiful and awesome. Well, because, like, one day we were working together, and Nydia, <laughs> being the amazing, committed person she was, had tickets to Wicked, and then didn't go, because she had to work a show, and she was a little bit sad about it, and she just, like, mentioned it offhand, and I was like, hold up, you had tickets to Wicked tonight? Why didn't you tell me? And she just, like, didn't want to bring it up. And she was like, yeah, and I'd never seen it before, and I was really excited, so, like, I'm getting, like, text messages about it now, and there's, like, swag and stuff, and I was like, hold on a second. And I texted my friend who was subbing, and she, and we arranged for her to shadow later that weekend, because <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous, it's Wicked, you should have gone, we could have made it work, first of all. That's a great example of a moment when, like, stage managers need to know, like, it's okay to ask for what you need. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Know what I mean? Totally. Even if it's a day off or a mm-hmm. night off, like, we could have made it, we can make it work. And yeah. also, like, it's a small world. <laughs> so you shadowed Wicked. Yes, How did I that did. go for you? Okay, it was really fun. Because <laughs> I got to see all the costume changes, and I totally nerded out. I'm like, oh, that's what Alpha is like defying gravity moment is all it is it's just like she gets strapped on to like this lift thing and it like like in a genie with a harness yeah up you go and like (laughs) the whole like thing that goes around her waist is like doubles as a skirt for her so they have a thing that matches their skirt and i'm like oh my god it's like magic but it's nerdy because i know how (laughs) it happens now theater magic yeah i think like one of the things like when i was there I was very cautious because, you know, I was, like, with the stage manager calling the, like, when they were calling the the, the show. So, I was, like, oh, like, I don't want to bug them. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. So, she would turn around sometimes and say, do you have any questions? Do you have any questions? And I was, like, you're calling a show, bro. Like, I don't want to bother you. <laughs> um, but, like. <laughs> and you're calling Wicked. You're calling freaking Wicked. But, like, it was fun because, like, we sort of, I feel like we sort of vibed. And I was, like, following the script with her. And she's like, okay, I noticed you're following the script. How do you feel about that? I'm like, you know, I thought the show was a lot more intimidating than it actually was. But, like, watching you do it and, like, feeling so comfortable doing it, it's, like, it's less intimidating. And, like, that was really fun to watch. But, like, of course, like, I wasn't sure what, you know, I can only assess from what I know about the show and from what I'm seeing on stage, like, what seems like a very long sequence and what doesn't but like that was fun watching her like call the show and then when I well when I first got there like getting to tour the set and like ask about the question like ask how is this organized how like seeing the costume changes like the costume change role 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was so beautifully organized. Like everyone had their own like trunk and I was like, bro, that's <laughs> magic. That's theater magic. But you know, enough for me. But like, yeah, when is like the right, how do you, as someone who's excited and like wants to ask all these questions, how do you, um, you know, ask those questions and how do you assess that you're not intruding, that you're not like, you know, but also like you want to know the magic and like, you know that the stage manager wants to spill the tea, the positive tea <laughs> on like, this is how it's done. I think you just be yourself. I know that's like super like, <laughs> Barney, like, hashtag, like, ABC of <laughs> me to say, but, like, just be yourself. If you're excited to be there, be excited to be there. I think that's great advice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I know at least for me, as someone who has had, you know, a handful of people come shadow me now, mm-hmm. I think that the people that are excited to be there that tell me and show me that they're excited to be there are the people I'm excited to share things with, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I've said this about shadowing, I've said this about, like, meeting people for coffee, like, be upfront about what you want out Mm -hmm. of an experience, right? When you're shadowing someone, you are asking to learn from them for an hour or two, Mm -hmm. right? And when they say yes, they are saying yes to serving you in that time. Yeah. So if you ask to shadow on Wicked, but what you actually want is to get a job on Wicked, Mm -hmm. you're wasting your time and their time working on the wrong goal. Like, I think it's important to be yourself, ask for what you want, and, like, be comfortable enough to be able to communicate that. Because, like, I know when people reach out to me, I want to help. I want to help bring them forward, help them step up to what they're excited to do. If they're talking to me about opera, but actually they really want to do corporate work, but they know they have a mutual friend through opera, so they feel like they have to talk to me about opera to get in the door with me to then talk to me about events, that's not... It's a waste of everyone's time. Not because I'm not, I don't want to talk about opera. I'll talk about opera forever. But, like, because that's not your goal. So, you know what I mean? I think, like, no shame, no filter. Like, Having do it goals. in a respectful way. You know what yeah. I mean? Not Nobody owes you anything. Mm-hmm. But just being upfront about it. Yeah. It, like, let's skip all the bullshit surface level crap yeah. <laughs> and get to the point, right? Like, you know, put out there into the world what you want, Mm -hmm. ask for it, fight for it, learn about it, and keep working towards it. Don't get side railed. Yeah, because I think, and and having those clear questions, even beforehand, maybe going, you know, before you see the show, having those questions that you're like, oh, I'm itching to know and feeling free to answer those, like, that's great too. And what you said about, like, getting through the fluff and the BS, um, that's so great. Because I, I know for the longest time, like, I've wanted to work in, like, theme parks. And I tried connecting with Anthony Sierra, and it's, like, hasn't worked out, but I'm going to make it work out someday. Like, because we were just on different schedules, so I couldn't oh, shadow. Yeah. But I still managed to shadow anyway. And, you know, it was so powerful and illuminating because even when I did shadow at Disney, the stage manager... She was so gracious. She was so sweet. 
And again, even when she was calling the show, she's like, hey, hey, did you see that thing that happened? This is how we fixed it. And like learning those tips and tricks of the trade, just like, it's so invigorating. Well, and you met with Casey Carlson, didn't you? Yes, Casey. Right? Oh, Casey. Talking to Casey was really fun. Um, and what I really loved about talking to her is at the end, she was like, hey, I just really want to say something to you. I was like, yeah, go ahead. She was like, thank you for not asking me, like, surface level questions. And I was like, what, what do you mean? She's like, sometimes when, like, I sit down for coffee, people ask me, like, what it's like working with Mickey Mouse? And it's like oh god and like you know i was asking her like hey so like i kind of know this about disney but like are you guys union or non-union and if you're union what kind of union do you work for so i was asking her really nerdy questions and i nerded out with her and it was one of the best conversations i've had because she was enjoying that like answering these questions and i enjoyed asking them because i was genuinely curious you know what? I think there's something else I want to add on. So, mm-hmm. like, I think be genuine and ask for what you want. Yeah. And, like, you know, be ready to have the conversation. But also, like, do your research before you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cool. You want to work at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So, like, have you been to Disneyland? Like, what are your questions about working at Disneyland? Have yeah. you applied before? Yeah. Like, what what are you what are you looking to get out of this coffee? Right. Right? Yeah. Like, be specific. Come prepared. Totally. And come with intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that coffee was really productive because I got a better sense of how the company works and how to build myself up to apply there next time a position is opened. And it was so great because I constantly think about that conversation and how fun it was, A, B, how productive it was because I had those questions. And it was very to the point, but it was fun. Like I got to learn so much about how the company works, how like they, you know, rehearse shows, how they tech shows and like for, all of our stage manager nerds out there like that those are fun things to know and it sort of like helps outline like what are you what maybe you need work to work on what are your you know like strong points and how can you get there absolutely I think that's so great. like shadowing shows I definitely recommend to everyone out there reach out to those people and shadow because everyone and anyone Anything you're excited to do, you should try to shadow. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> before you, I didn't think that was possible. What? Okay, for no. anybody and everybody listening, let me tell you right now, you can shadow just about anything. Yeah, like, you were definitely that first push of, like, like, hey, you know you can <laughs> shadow these things. I'm like, what? Meredith makes fun of me because maybe I shadow a little bit too much. No, that's But good. I like learning. <laughs> yeah. And I don't necessarily want to do everything myself, but I want to know how everything works. Mm-hmm. And I love stage managing. I love talking about it. I love dorking out to it, a.k.a. this podcast mm-hmm. and many other things. But, like, I mean, you know, I will <laughs> shadow anything and everything, yeah. and I just want to know how things work. Yeah. Right? And I think that there is so much that can you can take out of it. Mm. and again no shame I just ask <laughs> sometimes people say no and that's totally okay and you're like okay cool thanks bro no problem <laughs> thank you but Appreciate like it. 
genuinely, when thinking about it, I know that there are people that do say no, but I have never experienced someone saying no when I've asked Shadow. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. So, Morgan. So, Nydia. <laughs> Are we Oprahing each other? Is that what's happening? Um, yes. I think oh, you've been man. a really strong Oprah. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. One can hope. One can hope. Duh. Duh. Can we talk a little bit about imposter syndrome? <gasps> can we? Oh my god. Because <laughs> I feel like that's exactly like where you're headed and it's something that I've been wanting to talk about on the podcast, but it just hasn't come up. Morgan, I'm your perfect <laughs> guinea pig because your girl is... Oh man, this guy's so real. In two seconds. <laughs> okay. I'm laughing through it, but I'm actually really quiet. Okay, wait. So, what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Okay, so I've always gone through that or suffered through that, but I didn't realize what that was until college. Um, and that for me is like, you know, like having all you working hard for these skills, gaining all this knowledge, but at the end of the day, you yourself feeling like you're not worthy, you're dumb, why are you here, like, no one likes you, shut up. Like, that. that's very real for me. Um, and I know I'm not the only one who's felt this, you're so pantsking me. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So have you felt that way? Absolutely. I mean, we all have goals and we're all working towards certain jobs. So anytime I've gotten a job that I've been working towards and I'm like, how did I get here? (laughs) Like last year, I was still working towards yesterday. I was still working towards this goal. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's a lot of like in those moments, there's a lot of I don't belong here. I can't believe someone entrusted me with this job. Like, I don't know if I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I think I know, but I don't know that I know because I haven't done it before. There are people that are probably better qualified for this than me. Like, there's a, you know what I mean? Like, any opportunity in the world is a chance to both support yourself (laughs) and criticize yourself. (laughs) the choice and it's a mindset and sometimes it's really hard and that's when imposter syndrome comes into play it can be scary it's very debilitating and it it can be really right it can be really hard to do the job when you feel like you don't belong there mm -hmm. you know yeah so when you felt that way have have you worked through that well like, usually, well, usually I call Meredith. I'm going to be really honest. Um, I call Meredith, and she would probably say something like, well, someone hired you for this position, so someone thinks you deserve to be there. So perspective, and embrace that. And also, getting this job doesn't mean you have to be perfect, right? It means that you have gained progress. And you are where you are today, but you're still a human being. You're still working. Mm-hmm. You're still learning. You're still growing. You don't have to be perfect to achieve success in this job. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, embrace that. Lean into it. 
lean into the opportunity you have, be exactly who you are because it's what got you to where you are today. Mm-hmm. And ask questions and ask for help if you need it and be okay with that, right? <laughs> lean into the uncomfortable part of, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing, but like maybe I want to double check. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like I know, like you literally told me the same thing and I'm like you're right Morgan (laughs) like even I've talked I I feel like I've talked to this with you where I'm like Morgan why did you hire me and you're like girl I hired you for a reason and I'm like yeah you're right okay so there's this quote that I love um and I'm not even entirely sure who said it but it's something that's like been on my Pinterest board for a really long time and I think it really speaks to like what we're talking about and the quote is just if you're making mistakes it means that you're out there doing something and that is so real Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah like I think it I think that life is worth trying Mm -hmm. and if the worst thing that happens is that you fail that's okay yeah right right like at least for me I would rather try and fail than not try at all Mm -hmm. because the what if would kill me yes you know what I mean yeah because I remember being in high school and like just discovering theater and being like oh my god I want to be like part of that world and like I want to work so hard and I think it would be a disservice to like 16 year old me who's like singing alone in her room and like planning everyone's wedding to be to get this far and then self-sabotage. Also, I think something that has really reigned true for me, like my entire life, but especially my whole career as a stage manager, um, this idea of like trusting the timing of your life, mm-hmm. right? Like it really leans into this idea of imposter syndrome. I always feel like I'm never ready when my career takes that next step or when I get these big opportunities that help me push forward and I'm, I'm never ready but like who ever said I would ever be ready I'm yeah. not really sure like when that thought came into my mind that I expected that like I would feel comfortable to take an opportunity before it would come to me mm-hmm. because that's never happened <laughs> you know what I mean I've never been fully ready emotionally but like I've been prepared right and like the idea of like trusting the timing of your life and and also like make space in your life for the inevitable arrival of what you want Hmm. do you know what I mean if you keep working towards a goal you're ultimately going to achieve it and just because you feel uncomfortable or don't feel quite ready for it doesn't mean that you shouldn't lean into it or try anyways right and I've always you know again like I have these goals and I work towards them and I never feel quite ready for Mm -hmm. when they happen but like you have to embrace them imagine how you would feel if you said no to the thing you've wanted which is like sometimes the urge that you could have (laughs) right because you feel like you're not yeah I hmm, yeah Right? So I always feel like imposter syndrome for me is kind of like this gray fuzz that happens right before I lean into something really great. Yeah. And I think that, like, you know, growing pains are very real. 
and you're always happier when you're on the other side of it, but like you have to go through some stuff that's really uncomfortable and it's okay. And you know, life is like peaks and valleys, right? You're going to have highs and lows and that's okay. And when you're in a low, just be excited for when you get back to the high. <laughs> okay. Zupanski. <laughs> you just blew my mind. Like I definitely have that instinct. Like when I'm about to experience or do something that I've always dreamt of doing, I always kind of like cry about it and I'm like I don't I don't I don't want to do it I don't want to do it I don't want I don't want to do it I don't want to do it <laughs> but then luckily I have you know my tribe and my support system and they're like girl what are you talking about just do the thing it's gonna be fine just go experience it because you're gonna hate yourself more if you say no okay wait so like there's another thing that I'm just like all into the quotes all of a sudden uh, they're like, I'm like going through my Pinterest and Instagram and I'm like, what's all the like quotes that I want to share with the world? Uh-huh. Uh, and this one is just like, so it's so me, but it's also like, so Meredith, which makes me laugh at it, which is why I love it. Uh-huh. And like, truly, if I could channel my inner Meredith at any point in my life, like I'm a happy camper. Um, and it's just like, if you were able to believe in Santa Claus for like eight years, you can believe in yourself for like five minutes. Stop! <laughs> real though like it's just so it's so honest it's so straightforward it's like look let's be real like let's be real i still (laughs) like in my three-year-old like third grade self i still believes mermaids are out there like why can't i believe in me i mean honestly like this santa claus quote if like if i was thinking about like what would i tell my younger self it would be exactly that like there's there's been so many like imposter syndrome and self-doubt And, like, feeling like I don't know enough because I started later than everybody else and just, like, questioning everything all of the time because that's what I like to do. I like to question everything. Like, yo, I've lived in Santa Claus for, like, eight years. (laughs) I can believe in myself for five minutes and, like, get through this and, like, know (laughs) know that I am a capable human being with a positive attitude and good intention. And I love what I do and I want to do good work. And, like, maybe that's enough. You know what I mean? Maybe that's enough. And maybe it's all going to be fine. And, I, like, I know that stuff now. And I mm-hmm. that's what I tell myself if any red flags come up inside. But I wish I could tell my baby stage manager self, like, all of those things. I think, like, it's hard. And perspective is so important. Mm-hmm. And... You know, for anybody that's in those situations, like, I hope this helps you. You know what this podcast is? You get a nugget of wisdom. You get a nugget of wisdom. You all get a nugget of wisdom. (laughs) Well, Morgan, I would like to thank you on behalf of everyone who's trying to get into this industry and who's trying to learn as much as we can and take all these nuggets of wisdom and like really take them in and apply them to our careers. So thank you so much for starting this podcast and thank you so much for sitting with me and answering all these questions. I know it's going to be so helpful for someone out there. Um, So before we leave, can you remind everyone where they can find you? Yeah, everyone can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Morgan underscore Zupanski, Z-U-P-A-N-S-K-I. 
Some of you have already reached out and it's been so great to connect. So feel free to DM me, ask me questions. If you're trying to get in touch with someone else I've talked to on this podcast already, feel free to ask for help getting in touch with someone. And, you know, it's been so fun to do this. I'm so glad that the SMA was willing to support this podcast and support this idea. I think a lot of great things are coming out of it. Truly, truly. I couldn't agree more. And if you have any questions for me, I would be very happy to answer any of your questions. You can find me on Instagram at NubiDubiUba. Let me spell that out for you. N-U-B-I-D-U-B-I-U-B-A. Thank you all for tuning in to Hashtag SM Life. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>well that concludes the final episode of hashtag sm life i cannot believe we are done already it has been a very fast summer uh thank you to everybody that has listened and subscribed make sure you tell your friends uh thank you to everybody that's been a guest on the show you were all fantastic thank you again to the sma for your support and I guess with all that being said, let's do our usual rollout goodbye one last time. Uh, By now you know the drill, but just in case, a few things before you go. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it. It's going to help other stage managers find our show. Also, make sure to click subscribe so you see the new episodes as they show up every week. This podcast is presented by the Stage Managers Association. If you want to keep up with the SMA on social media, they have all the socials. They have Twitter, they have Facebook, they have Instagram. Definitely check them out. Also, if you want to keep up with me on the socials, you can look for me on Instagram at Morgan underscore Zupanski. On this week's episode of Hashtag SM Life, you heard from Nydia Flores and myself, Morgan Zupanski. All right, folks. Well, that is end of show. Thank you all.